music, friends, fun, and fandom. Join Tom and Steve as we hang out in the digital blunderground. Stop what you're doing. We won't ruin. Get ready to relax and join us in the digital blunderground. Welcome to the Digital Blunderground. My name is Tom, and I'm with my wingman, Steve. How's it going? Man, today, Steve. So today, we're going to kind of dip our toes in a little bit of the water. Uh, we're going to sit back and have some fun. Uh, so we got to shake it off a little bit. We've been pretty serious uh, new recently. Shake it off. Shake it off. Yeah, so we're going to shake it off a little <laughs> bit. And uh, so uh, sometimes you do that hard and fast. Whoa. And so a good way to do that, uh, we're going to take... I'm going to take, uh, I guess, I don't know, maybe half an hour, a little more, and I'm going to talk about our favorite conspiracy theories. Half, half an hour. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, right. For us. Okay. Well, see, if I don't set a time limit, then it'll be it'll be six and a half hours. and <laughs> Right, and then we'll probably, we'll not be able to solve them, because if they were solvable, then Tom, someone smarter than Tom and Steve would have come along and figured it out by now. For that long, it wouldn't be conspiracy theories anymore. It'd be, we'd, we'd have figured it out. Oh, yeah, there you go. True enough, right? So... <laughs> You know you got to keep it. Uh, you got to keep it open ended. That way we can, you know, if we solve them all, then yeah. you know, there's no more podcasts anymore, right? Yeah, I know. There you go. And have job security. <laughs> job security, right? <laughs> so uh, the conspiracy theories are very interesting um, because oftentimes they are, oftentimes they're unprovable, uh, right? And so being where the conclusions are unprovable, and so what they end up being is they end up being, um, they end up being articles of faith in regards to motivation. Uh, so, for example, uh, and I'm not trying to compare conspiracy theories to faith, I'm just saying that um, they end up being, they end up having a similar characteristic in the sense, it, but only when you assign the motivation to them. You know, a, a famous example, I would think, would be, um, you know, like Alice Jones and Turning the Frogs Gay. It's probably the best example. <laughs> um, you know, because for years, I think it was probably like 1999 that he started saying this. This is why I love this podcast. Uh, and so, yeah, <laughs> probably. So it might have been 98. And so he came out and the whole thing, and that was even before the, the whole gay thing was an issue because he was freaking out like, 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 gay and lesbianism was going to be, it was this major critical factor. And he would scream out like, oh, they're, they're going to make the frogs gay. And then around like 2004, 2005, like all the, um, uh, and then, you know, gay uh, and lesbian relationships became uh, a big cultural phenomenon. Right. And so people said, oh, well, he was correct, but, you know, that frog stuff was crazy. Yeah, gay frogs everywhere. Yeah, and then, you know, it's about, I think it was like 2007. It might have been 07 or 08 or 09, uh, and I, I I don't know the exact time. But there was actually a, um, <clears throat> I, was a, I think it was like a biology student or what have you, actually came out and we got, I think it was Metamedia on Twitter. With social media, they were able to elevate some of the stuff. And he actually came out and he said, hey, you know, like he said, uh, and he, he put out great, a great little essay. And he said, you know, he said, the issue, he said, people don't understand this. He said, the issue is is in the motivation. He said, actually, you know, Jones is correct. And he was right. The, they had been, uh, there was a joint project between a college in Alaska and a college in California. And they were working with these genomes, these frogs, these genomes. And that's what they were doing was they were, they were creating genderless frogs. And then they were experimenting to see what kind of sexuality they could entice with these frogs. Once they would take these male frogs and they would take the female frogs and then they would regress them until they were, they were not gendered. And then they would try to, to, to see like what kind of sexual provo- uh, a, a, a provocation they could, they could get these frogs to do. And so... Um, and so it was a real thing. And the guy, and it was great because the guy says, you know, 
it's the motivation that you question. Like, we don't know. Like, no one knows why. Like, why in the world would they do something like this? Like, I don't know. That's you, my first question. Right. And so, and I don't have the answer to that question. I have no idea. And and so, but, and neither does Alex Jones. But for he was back screaming about this stuff in 1999. So, you do end up going, and at first, they, they kind of go and they start, they start to be kind of uh, articles of faith. Okay. And then you end up getting into the motivations, and then that's where a lot of times you you, you really do they, – they end up becoming just non-verifiable and such. But um, they can be – and so that means that they go from – on the one level, they can become an article of faith, okay, which, uh, which is a dangerous thing uh, because, because oftentimes you're throwing logic out the window – and also, too, you're beginning to allow it to affect the way that you interact with the real world. And then on the other side, um, so on the one side, you can have it can be an article of faith. Uh, but then on the other side, on the other side, they can be a form of entertainment. Uh, and so that can actually um, lead a person to be very dismissive of something that, you know, quite frankly, needs some answers, you know, because some of the stuff you look at and you go, OK, you know, I don't need to have the answer that you want me to have, but <laughs> I gotta figure some of this stuff out. Right. Yeah. So the um, if only so that you can actually speak to some things intelligently. So, you mm-hmm. know, sometimes an article of faith, sometimes it's entertainment. We don't want to be either. We want to be right in the middle. It's Thomas Steve's favorite conspiracy theories. Favorite. Favorite. Who's going first? Oh, man, I'm going to think it's you going first, man, because I got a surprise for us at the end, man. And All right. So I got to spring the I got to spring the surprise so we can get out of here. On, Un- I know. Unfortunately, mine is not a surprise to Tom. <laughs> so probably not. No. Being an Iraq veteran. Oh yeah, man. And having- Man, I saw a picture. I saw a picture of Iraqi veterans in a, in a, a the other day. Uh, was he in like I'll- sweatpants and a dirty T-shirt? Didn't change in three days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that was you the other day when we were podcasting. No, this was a picture of guys in Iraq, and I thought of you though when I saw it uh, because uh, big rabbit trail here. They were in a pit, right? They were in. The, they were, had the gold bars. And it was a picture of Iraqi soldiers, and they had the, and they were with the gold bars. And because yep. a lot of people hear that and they think conspiracy theory, right? Yeah. And I know that it's not, but I'm actually not very well versed on it, and so. You know, some of the, I mean, like, you look at the pictures, and then th- basically for me is I know how much I don't know. And I go, man, I know nothing about this, and I need to know more, you know? Yep. That's That'll be another episode of Digital that we'll do. We'll have to. Oh, we'll have to. We'll have to. We got to do a whole, Boy, we'll have I to do another episode of that. Two years over there, I got some stories for y'all. Oh, man, I have to. I got to hear these. All right, yeah. man, like, we got to keep going, because otherwise I'm going to ditch this episode, because I, <laughs> I want to hear about them gold bars. If you want to hear about the gold bars, you got to get a hold of Tom and Steve and say, we want to hear about if, them gold bars. If, if you have questions... Seriously, uh, say so we need to know about any, them gold anything bars. Anything about Iraq from? Because uh, I'm telling you, you can buy a lot of pairs of sweatpants, dirty sweatpants with them gold bars. I was there in 0506 and then 0809, so um, I pretty much lived outside the base. So, any questions? Email them in, and uh, you know, uh, within reason, I'll I'll answer them. Right, man. So, so where are the bodies buried? Are they behind the gold bars? Underneath the gold within bars? Within reason, I'll answer them. Uh, to the left of the gold bars. So my favorite conspiracy theory is uh, a truth. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but the government prefers to call it a conspiracy theory. 9-11. Ah, 9-11 truth. 9-11. So Loose Change did a pretty good job. However, I believe simple common sense can do the same thing. So 
I'll just list a whole bunch of the reasons why. And, you know, if how do we prove anything today in a in a criminal court of law? It's beyond a reasonable doubt. It's it's preponderance of evidence, okay? Right. It's it's never like the judge saw someone do it. I'll say never. It probably is sometimes, honestly, with our people, but so most of the time, right? <clears throat> okay. So let's add up some evidence. The Pentagon supposedly had a plane fly into it, right? Right. Whether or not it was a plane or a missile, Pentagon is arguably the second most protected building on planet Earth next to the White House. Mm. Is the headquarters of the United States military, the most dominant military force the world has ever seen. And we have one grainy gas station video from across the highway of said object hitting the Pentagon. Mm. Now, when random dude in Kenosha, Wisconsin, robs a convenience store, I got four high-definition videos of him, him leaving the parking lot, I know his height, within a half an hour. Right. From Barney Fife, sheriff guy down the road. We have top investigators on the largest terrorist attack since Pearl Harbor in our country. And it happens to the second most protected building, and we get a grainy gas station video. You know, it's interesting, too. It's uh, uh, it, with the phone and the video uh, angle. Um, it, it's another, uh, you know, people say, you know, now that, um, you ever notice that now that we're in the age of digital phones, that there are no, there are no pictures of U- UFOs anymore? Hmm. Like, you know, we, we, as Generation X, right, when we were kids, hmm. we were back in this, is we, we grew up in the era before uh, before digital phones, and there was UFO videos on every, every person in America had a virtual file of UFO pictures, and now we have phones that are digital phones that can, they can, you can take a picture of a microscopic thing on a blade of grass if you wanted to with your phone, and yet now no one has any more UFO videos anymore. Uh, yeah. It's odd with all the information we have that we haven't been back to the moon. Anyways, so moving on now yep. uh, to other truths. Sure. Um, I, My job in the military <clears throat> was a forward observer. As a forward observer, you are to call in rocket, mortar, artillery strikes, and I was able to attend Joint Fire Observer School so I could also call in laser-guided munitions mm. from... Like your F-18s, F-16s, those people. Hmm. Okay. So I know what a missile strike looks like. Right. On a concrete building. That was 100% a cruise missile that hit that building. It was not a plane. Yeah. Look look at any plane crash you've seen. You see plane parts. There right. were no plane parts there. Okay. Now we're going to go on to the actual World Trade Center building. You know, this is really interesting uh, because... Uh, so first of all... Uh, I had an opportunity uh, to um, see some of the early photos uh, of the uh, the Pentagon strike, mm-hmm. and um, and the uh, some of the the earlier photos before the walls came down because there there was some walls the retaining walls that came down and it created the much wider damage. Okay, but there was a there was some photos that were taken originally before the retaining walls came down mm-hmm. or before the the, the structural. The structure walls. Yeah. And anyhow. Before the outside uh, collapsed. Yeah, before the outside of it collapsed. And these holes, when you look through these holes, so the thing that got me is you look through these holes and you can literally see file cabinets. Like you can see the file, like the file cabinet, because they they came in the, and I say the missile, but it came in and it destroyed the, uh, it it just, it created the, um, 
the, 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 the explosion that uh, opened up the, uh, all the offices. And all of the file cabinets in the offices are still standing. And they're all still standing beside the precipice. Yep. So you think, wait a minute, if a plane hit it, I'm pretty sure that the file cabinets are not going to make it. You're like, you're not going to, they're probably going to fall over at some point. I mean, I would think, or like the, the floor, because the floors would vibrate and then you wouldn't have like a file cabinet that would be able to stand. So, but, and then like file, all these file cabinets. So that was always kind of weird for me. And I also do, you know, there's all, you ever, you ever hear, you ever, what do you think of like the half conspiracy, right? So like the half conspiracy would be uh, that um, the missile hit the Pentagon and that they know it, but yet they want to cover it up because it indicates the uh, involvement of a foreign government and that they were not able to spin it as a terrorism as, as terrorism until because if someone had said, well, someone put th- put a missile, terrorists don't have cruise missiles. Governments do. Not that accurate. They don't. And not ones we can't shoot down. Not on that building. Ah, right. Okay. That building and the White House are both protected by what we call a phalanx weapon system. It's a naval weapon system. Okay. To shoot down anything coming in. Is that right? Mm-hmm. A very loud weapon will scare the crap out of you. It's the loudest weapon I've ever heard in my life. Oh, wow, really? And I've shot Abrams tanks. Oh, wow. Yeah. And the thing about the file cabinet still standing, now I'm going to have to get into a little teaser about Iraq. We put mm. two Hellfire missiles from a H-64 Delta Apache helicopter okay. into the cab of a, of a truck. Oh, wow. Okay? Mm-hmm. We had to put two for a reason. It didn't destroy the whole cab. So if you want to understand, these things are not like movies. You put a Hellfire missile into a cab of a truck, you can't guarantee the passenger and the driver are dead. Oh, wow. Really? Yes. These are very directional weapons. Oh, wow. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, okay. Wow. Okay. Now, had that been a 155 artillery shell, yeah. file cabinets aren't standing. Sure. Because it's something moving so fast and yeah. directed so well. It's a very point weapon target. It's meant to hit a single person or a single room. Wow. All right, yeah. So that's what that is. Okay. And also you can, there's different fuses you can put. You can put a time delay fuse. Mm -hmm. You can put a proximity fuse. Or you can put a fuse that detonates on impact. Wow. So also I have actually stood on the bridge that supposedly the plane came over. You're not getting... A 737 over that bridge, and then down at the angle it would need to be uh, to yeah. hit that building. Okay, right. Yeah, not going to happen. That plane can't make that maneuver. Yeah, interesting. So, okay, on to the actual big tall buildings we saw. Let's go. They burned for a grand total of six hours. Those planes fit wingtip to wingtip inside of those buildings. Those buildings swallowed those planes like they were nothing. Ate yeah. them for lunch. Right. When those buildings came down, they fell in free fall. Mm. Literal free fall. Right. Um, I, I don't know if anyone's ever watched a controlled demolition. There have been failed ones, and these people are trying to take down the building with full off, full authority to do so. Yeah. And I don't know if anyone's ever seen demolitions where, you know, things that aren't even remotely close to this high go sideways. These planes you saw went in sideways. Yeah. You would think there would be some listing or something if these buildings were going to fall. Nothing. Straight down. Right. There's a great... Uh, that should be a, a little weird to people. It's a great video. You know, uh, uh, there was um, some of the 9-11 Truth guys did it. 
and they what they did is because uh, one of the one of the world's uh, renowned experts in controlled demolition is this guy over in Sweden, mm-hmm. and uh, he's he's a bit of a recluse. He doesn't he used to do it all the time, but then he got wealthy, and and then he doesn't do it much anymore. Mm-hmm. But he comes out, you know, when they want to do like a big building and they want to do some big building, they 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 hire this guy and he comes out and does it. Sure. So uh, he lives over in Sweden, and so some of the 9-11 guys were like, they went over there, and they actually found this dude. Mm -hmm. And so they went over, and they're like, yeah, we want to pay you. We want to show you a video, you know? And so he's like, all right, fine. So they meet him for lunch, and then they're like, we just want to have a video. We just want to see your thoughts. And he's like, okay. So anyways, they show him the video, and this guy's like an expert. I mean, he knows more about this stuff than anybody. And so they show him the video, and it's of the Twin Towers, you know? And they say, well, so what do you think of the video? And he's like, what am I supposed to say? And they're like, no, we just want to know your thoughts. And he's like, what am I going to say? He's like, you're showing me a, a video of a building that's being, you know, that's being demoed. He's like, I got nothing to say. Huh. And then they're like, yeah. And then they're like, they're like, are you sure? They're like, does this look? And it's like, yeah. He's like, it's pretty obvious. It's just being demoed. And anyways, they tell the guy what it is and everything. And then the guy's like, the guy's like, are you sure? And they're like, yeah. They're like, you're the one that said it, not us. And then he's like, well, and he's like, let me see it again. And then he's watching it again. And he's like, and they're like, do you want to change your mind? And he's like, nah, he's like, it looks like a demolition to me, you know? Huh. Re- really interesting. Yeah. And then there's World Trade Center 7. Oh, yeah, yep. And Larry Silverstein mm-hmm. saying, pull it. We all heard that. Yeah. I, I think anybody who's interested to look into it. Right. Now, World Trade Center 7 may look like a small building in comparison. Yeah. Because it's, you know, it was standing next to the New York City skyline. Right. This was not a small building. Has anybody ever seen like apartment fires in like, you know, crappy like rent controlled high rises? Right. These things burn for hours. Yeah. There's been some overseas that burn for like a day and a half. Yeah, right. Because the fire departments are not great. Right. And they don't fall. They don't list. They don't do any of that crap. Right, right. But these two state of the art buildings just <laughs> fell. And then World Trade Center 7. Yeah. Just on its own, <laughs> straight down. Right. Again at free fall. When it's yeah. so far away, you know. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not buying that at all. I'm not buying it. Um, I don't need to be an engineer to not buy that. Mm. And then my experience in Iraq. So. Oh boy. Here I am, four years later. Now, in in uh, Iraq, and I can't for sure say that their motivation was to just make money, because some people are like, oh, this is Bush just trying to have a reason to go get Osama bin Laden. Like, does anybody, like, realize that, like, we f- we fingered the blame on Osama bin Laden and then we went into Iraq? Does anybody, like, understand that Afghanistan and Iraq are two different places? Right, right. They do now. Yeah. yeah. So oil's, like, a really, really big deal in the world. I don't know if anybody understands that. Yeah. As a matter of fact, um, it was breaking news last night. Uh, you probably know about this because you deal with China. Xi Jinping yeah. met with the Saudis and— yeah. And uh, we're looking at oil possibly not being traded on the dollar. By the way, when that happens, you can kiss everything you own goodbye. Um, yeah, that's true. Although I don't like, I, I will, I, I will kind of interject here though. Yeah, go ahead. That, go ahead. Um, for the for the ren, so for China to solidify the ren as a global currency, they would have to allow capital investment, and okay. that goes pretty much against every 
like core tenet of the communist party so mm-hmm. that's that that's basically they're 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 pretty much they're kind of they're, they're really in a hard place because for them to allow capital investment mm-hmm. right they would have to allow they would have to open their borders and then allow other companies to come in and they would have to allow private ownership or at least at the very least corporate private ownership which is just it's just not tenable in the country mm-hmm. so um that's one of the re- that's the reasons why China always uses the ren to buy US treasuries. Like yeah. China China doesn't buy US treasuries because they're because they're trying to d- they want to buy them all and then default on them and then ruin the country. They buy US treasuries because the United States allows capital investment and because everybody wants to go to America to have capital investment. And so those treasuries are backed up by capital investment. Now China could just cut out the US. They could say, "We'll have our own capital investment." In which case, they probably could cause a lot of problems. I mean, they really could. But yeah. they would also have to open their country and then allow a lot of freedom in their country. Well, let's be thankful that they have those values that they want to hold to. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, the author- go authoritarianism, right? <laughs> I mean, right. right now we need to root for it. You're right. There you go. Uh, that'd be bad. Sure. Oh, uh, t- to go back to, you know, the Honorable Larry Silverstein. Ah, uh, yes. Um, I just want to mention he happened to two months prior to uh, the World Trade Center attacks. Mm. He pulled out a terrorism insurance policy for $4.1 billion. Mm. So, wow. Good call, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, if if we're trading stocks and somebody makes that kind of call, I'm guessing the SEC is involved and thinking you're doing some insider trading. But there's nobody questions. Right. So anyways, we end up in Iraq, a country that uh, is not Osama bin Laden's home country. Right. And while I'm over there, what do I see? Mm. And what do I see the whole time I'm training to go to Iraq? I see BAE Systems, which is a government uh, contractor um, that Donald Rumsfeld had an interest in. He was the Secretary of Defense at the time. Mm. I see Northrop Grumman. The same exact thing involved. And uh, I see this both in uh, 05, 06, and 08, 09. Wow. And 08, 09 when I was there. You, do you guys remember maybe Ford being the only company that we didn't need a bailout? Yes, that's right. Remember yeah, that that's right. Yeah, they didn't We didn't. They didn't need a bailout. Yeah, Ford. That's they right. didn't need a bailout. You know why they didn't need a bailout? What, yeah. Oh, boy, did they sell They sold they sold some white F-150s, boy. I'll tell you what. Man, yeah. A lot of them. Mm-hmm, if sure. you're looking for a brand new truck, you can probably go over to Camp Liberty today, and there's about, I don't know, 1,500 brand new white F-150s just sitting there collecting dust, stickers still on them. We didn't need them. We didn't use them. Wow. I had to walk everywhere. The civilians had golf carts. And you didn't use them? Didn't use them at all. Wow. None. None, yeah. Who's going to know about that? Me. Sergeant Hot, no one's listening to me. Right. At all. At all. No one. The defense budget is is a, a key thing. I mean, it's disturbing. I mean, you look at um, the department. First of all, the Department of Defense used to be called the Department of War, and for a reason, because the only reason that you actually need a Department of Defense is when you're at war, and there's really no functional use for it like outside of uh, that you can't dispense with other uh, industries, other uh, departments. Mm-hmm. So the Department of Defense has the same uh, has the same mission statement. They have the same intention as the Department of War used to have. And then the budgets, I mean, it's, they're ballooned. I mean, it's, you look at the way that the budgets are, th- that amount of money, like it's unbelievable. 
I mean, it's 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 literally running a global empire. The waste that we have in the military, and I can speak to this because eight years, five of it being a sergeant. Yeah, I had a secret clearance. I'm telling you, is disgusting. I'm sure. I, I can't. I, how could it be any other way with the amount of money that flows through there? It's unbelievable. And they do things too. Like you would think, like with all this money, we would have like America's or Americans serving us like food over there and stuff. Yeah. We have what we call TCNs, which are third country nationals. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. So you got your people from uh, India and stuff like that that will come over there to work for six months in, in the cafeterias and stuff. Yeah. Like our, we have people in the military who their job is to run chow halls. Yeah. No. They just stood there and took count of like who came in. The rest of right. time they were like sitting in their in their buildings just playing Xbox or whatever. Really? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So uh there was a lot of money made off of this this war. Yep. I have no idea what else they were hiding. Saddam Hussein did have a lot of gold. Iraq is a very rich oil uh country. Mm. Um, anytime there was an attack on a pipeline, that yeah. was a huge deal to us. It was, yeah. That was and they were like, go guard that. Yeah. Every, yeah. Every time. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, we're getting blown up and attacked. Yeah. Make sure the oil's good. Well, you know, the thing is, is too, you know, the military has often, and we should probably, I could talk more about this in maybe another military style podcast, but yeah. like the military has always been, um, once there was no active need for the military, then the, the military started to serve other roles. Like for example, mm-hmm. uh, like employment, right? So the military became a means of fortifying employment for unemployable people. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, and, and so, uh, and also became a means of uh, a means of uh, corporate building, right? Like you were talking about Rumsfeld, yeah. And in terms of. Uh, in terms of uh, of the government and corporatism, right? The government and corporations working together towards a common goal. Yep. Well, you can't just do that and think you're just going to get away with it, right? You have to have some sort of a cover to launder things through, and and that that's what the military ends up being. Uh, and so, uh, and also too, foreign relations as well. I mean, people don't understand like effectively, and it's not necessarily true anymore. And this is one of the reasons, one of the great reasons to love Trump. I mean, really, I mean, hey. Great reason to vote for the guy, you know, because he said certain things out loud. Like the United States, like Europe, Western Europe does not have a defense. Like Western Europe has no defense. Like they don't have defense budgets. No, their like, their defense is we're part of NATO. Right, exactly. Like their contribution to NATO is their is the entirety of their defense budget. Like that's what their defense budget is. That's it. So they don't, you know, like like you know, Germany does not have a national defense strategy. They just have a bunch of American bases with American troops and American equipment on them. And it, it so you know, and I know that that's not technically true. They do have some apparatuses, but these are these are more these are apparatuses that conveniently and very easily fit into civilian budgets. Oh yeah, right. Whereas America has you know uh, has the biggest military budget the world's ever seen. Yeah, our our military budget eclipses most countries' GDP. Right, right. You know, yeah. right, right, right. And it's interesting to think if you like. The military is, uh, for example, the military builds people up in terms of like skills training, right? So people can go in the military and they can have skills training. But like people don't ask themselves, like, what if you were to have peacetime, you deconstruct the military, and then you take all the money from the military budgets and then you t- put that into a civilian force of, of, say, for example, skill training? 
then you could look and say, okay, well, by the year 2020, we could have had a completely alternative school system. We could have moved on and we could have a completely different school system. We could have civilians who are highly trained. We could have America. America could probably, like, I mean, look with Trump, right? Trump says, hey, let's go buy Greenland, right? We could have colonies. We could have, we could have expanded. We could have done all these things. And, and so we, we would think the, the whole future would have been, you would have had, you could have had a country that was far and away, like beyond first world status. And you could have had, yeah, and and all the power and the centralization would have all been with would would have all been liberty based. It would have been with the people. You would have had further decentralization at, in in the greatest country of the world. Yeah, yeah, but that's not going to pay for Mitt Romney's house on Winnipesaukee. So right, well that so. As so far as the, the, the motivations, right? When you get into the motivations, that's when you get into the conspiracy. So yeah. it was often conspiracy fact and conspiracy theory. The conspiracy well theory, a lot of times, is the motivation. The conspiracy fact is that, yeah, we've had a lot of consolidation, and now we have uh, we have trillion dollars. That uh, you know, it's interesting. It's 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 so funny because the other day we were talking about Richard Reeves, you know, and Richard Reeves is talking about he's uh, I think he's talking about a uh, a billion dollars. He says, well. We should take a program and we should fund it with a billion dollars, and we should uh, try to get more men to be, uh, you know, be nurses and teachers. And it's like, you know, he writes it down like he means it, like he wants it to mean something, you know. Like we just gave Ukraine like 50, like fifty billion dollars. Like we we throw around bill- like defense, like for defense, a billion dollars in the defense budget is nothing. I mean, no one even it's no a drop one, in the bucket. It's a drop in the bucket. No one even stops to even think about it. No. Not at all. I mean, it's nothing. No. And yet he's talking about like fixing, uh, you know, fixing an entire gender, you know, like an entire, like a societal problem, you know, like he's being serious, right? Yeah, yeah. You want to fix a real problem? No, 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 no. You're like, oh man. Well, if it lines a senator's pocket, it'll get approved. So the very, the very last thing I guess is going to be under that motivation thing. What did we get out of nine eleven? All right. We got the Patriot Act. Yeah. How in the world do you get people? to give away their freedoms. You get them to vote those freedoms away. And the government needed a good reason to spy on Americans. And so their narrative was these people were able to slip under the radar because they were here legally mm. and we couldn't do anything about it. We knew about them, but we just, you know, we we didn't have the legal authority to like tap phone lines and things and so right. All of a sudden, everyone was in unison to just hand over full power to the guy. Hey, whatever you need to do, here's a blank check. Do what you need to do. Yeah. And now we have the Patriot Act. Yeah. It's a fascinating thing. It's a fascinating topic because it always it always predicates itself on the technology that came before. You know, the, there's the whole narrative is like it, it, I, it is fascinating because I've seen too much. I've seen too much to not stop and think it through, (laughs) you know, is that you have, okay, so the technology always comes before, right? Like when China now, they have the uh, cameras, the the, the face cameras, and they have these social credit scores. Like that technology, I can tell you right now, that technology has been around and it it, it wasn't invented in 2020. For a long, I used to use retina scanners in 2006. Man. Man, I will tell you what, man. They okay. So two examples. Number one is, so I have a I have a friend of mine who was an engineer, and he went to a very prestigious engineering school. Yep. And I have um, I have had conversations with him, whereas he told me that as a freshman, 
he was introduced to the programs that the seniors, that 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 the professors and the seniors and the upperclassmen were working on. Yeah, and that those they were working on technology at that time that was years ahead, like that technology. Because I, because the the, way, the reason I know this is because I would talk about technology. Like, isn't this technology amazing? This technology is is just fantastically amazing. He's like, yeah, right. Yeah, right. And then he would, he would look at me like I'm crazy. I said, why are you looking at me weird? And he would look at me and say, hey, when I was a freshman at you know this elite school, we were already like using that was already a thing. Like it's old news. Yeah, right. Like when I, when I showed up at the front door, that was already old news. Like everyone yeah. was already moving on, right? Like and for me as a citizen, like it was years beyond. Like uh, like I I. We, I didn't have a sense of this stuff for a long time, right? Mm. Uh, you know, it's interesting. Uh, Andrew Tate, Andrew Tate's dad, uh, I guess, I don't know his dad, but he claims that his dad worked for the CIA. And he tells a great story about, uh, he tells a story about watching TV one time. He's, and so he says, I was watching TV one time, and he saw an interview with these people, and they were talking about this technology. And the technology was this laser technology. What you do is you take it, and then you can, um, you put on a set of headphones, and then you, you shoot the laser at a window, and what it does is the laser measures the vibration in the window. And so it actually converts the vibration, which comes from sound, which comes from the sound of someone's voice. Yeah. And you can actually shoot the laser at a window, and then you can hear the conversation that's been happening inside. Wouldn't surprise me. And so uh, Andrew Tate was saying he, he <laughs> saw this on television. And so he says, I was talking to my dad. My dad used to work at the CIA. And he says, uh, he's talking to his dad. And he says, I saw this on TV and I thought it was fascinating. He says, can you believe that they can do that these days? And he says, my dad tells me. My dad says, my dad says, oh, we were doing that back in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, and he goes, "What?" And he goes, "No." And it was back in 1980s. He goes, I, "I used that technology." He goes, "We had it. That's what we used, like back in the 80s. We were using it back back then." Well, what, what, where, what happened to all of Nikolai Tesla's stuff? Oh yeah, oh yeah, right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. right. No, I know, yeah, and uh, right, I know the radio waves. Like when when, when oh. Tesla was working on when Tesla was going back and he was working on all the radio waves, he was talking about wireless. Uh, he was talking about wireless um, informational trans- transmission, being able to transmit information from one area to another area wirelessly. He was talking about that a long time ago. I mean, yep. like, like last century. Yep. I mean, that's unbelievable. Yep. Yeah, I mean, that's crazy. Yep. Okay. All right, your turn. All right, wow, yeah, well, there you go. So um, for me, my turn. Okay, so... Ugh. I'm going to go with, uh, I guess I'm going to go contemporary, just because I don't want to get stuck in the weeds. It's too easy to do. <laughs> yeah. Oh, golly. Uh, let's see here. Um, I'm going to go with MK and Ultra. So okay. I'm going to go, yeah, I'm just going to go with the Kanye stuff So uh, and, and Holly Weird. I'm going to go with MK and Ultra and Holly Weird. All right. So I'm going to uh, go with Hollywood. Uh, Hollywood has always been um, kind of a, a weird thing. Uh, and you always find, you know, it's interesting because um, it's interesting because you find where like these theories interconnect and and that's can be where it's really interesting you were you and I were talking about technology and tesla and all that stuff and a lot of that comes to like alistair crowley right like uh not even familiar with that name all right oh, well no uh, crowley right like like ozzy right like ozzy's tune mr crowley right okay okay you don't know that song uh, i know the song all right so Anyway, he wrote that about Alistair. Okay, so Alistair Crowley. So okay. anyhow, 
uh, Crowley was a weird dude, right? And so they always there's been all these rumors, and I I don't know if they're true. They're probably not. I have no idea, but I have no clue. But there was all these rumors. They used to have like these seances and stuff, and then they used to try to commune with demons, and then like the demons would tell them like would they would give them like these fevered dreams where they would see these images, and these images were, like, blueprints of, like, nuclear weapons and stuff. What? And like that. Yeah, so, like, that's, like, how did we go from, like, make that technology jump from, like, you know, transistor radio to nuclear weapons and things like that. So, and and that's all weird stuff. That's but strange. then you look how Crowley is actually, he's actually in Hollywood, and so a lot to do with uh, the Hollywood, and people don't understand how far back it goes. Like, um, like today, the, uh, like today, um, the pedophile is pedophilia. People talk about pedophilia, and that's the big conspiracy theory now. Going back to the silent era in uh, film, silent films, uh, Shirley Temple. So Shirley Temple used to talk about uh, this big black box. They had this, uh, and this isn't me that says this. this is Shirley Temple that says this. Okay, so uh, they used to talk about a big black box that they used to keep on um, that they used to keep on uh, the set. When the, uh, they were the child actresses and the child actors. So what would happen is the child, when the children would misbehave, they would be, the children would misbehave. These were four-year-olds, five-year-olds, six-year-olds. And when they would misbehave, they would, uh, they had a black box and they would, uh, it was no light. They could seal it so that the air was very stale and stiff and it was completely black. They put and, them in there? Well, and with ice. What? Yeah, with ice. So what they would do is they, because the children would be under the lights, so they'd be very, very hot, right? And so what they would do is they would bring them into this box and they'd lock them in the box with a big block of ice, so that they would be freezing cold, and um, and so uh, and they would be uh, and, and they would have like these temperature extremes, uh. and where so uh, there would be dark, so there'd be no light. You'd go from bright lights to no light, and then you'd go from hot like lights over you to uh to freezing cold and then there would always be ice cold water like ice water on the bottom so they make you stand so if you could stand it would it would freeze your feet but then you couldn't sit unless you could sit you would sit on the ice spot on the block of ice i and have I, so many questions yeah and again it's not me saying this this is Shirley temple that said this so and then they had the box and then there was a famous movie and i don't have the name i i do we're gonna put a link there's gonna be a link in the the description and you can check out those links okay there'll be a lot of links actually and you can check all this stuff for yourself okay you don't need to believe me you don't need to believe me if you don't want to but they um so the um the black box. So they had this movie. Uh, it was a silent film. What they did, and it was a film where uh, it was a. I think it was called like it was a, something like 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 childhood burlesque or something of that nature. So they had all these kid actors, and the kid actors were playing. They were pretending to be certain adults, right? And so Shirley Temple played like a prostitute in this film. What? Yeah, yeah. So she played like a prostitute, and then they would, and 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 it's they would have to they use the black box. They would have the black box would be on set, and they would use the black box because they had to get these. They had to get the children to act in a certain way because they needed to act like they wanted to get them to act. Like for example, Shirley Temple, she had to act like in a sexual manner because she was playing a prostitute. Well, and then, like, and it came back. And then also, too, in some of the MK Ultra stuff. So later on, we have the MK Ultra, where in MK Ultra, then you're, and again, I'm not going to sit here and opine on this stuff for hours. But in, uh, for example, in the MK Ultra, you can, uh, you can insert these like a second personality into people's minds, and and uh, and when when in the research, one of the things that they did in MK Ultra was they talked about how changing like light deprivation. 
and um, temperature changes, they can make you more malleable in terms of role playing and taking on separate personalities and doing things you wouldn't normally do. What? No, that's absolutely absurd. Yeah, yeah, and then and, and even <clears throat> with some of the uh, the occult symbolism, like when the first like the first femme fatales came out. When the first femme fatales came out, uh, they were they were all. Uh, they were like, they would have, um, they would lay in sexually suggestive positions with like skeletons, and 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 they would, um, they would, uh, the, for, they would have like all this like occult makeup on in, in their face, what? and they would say like it was a symbol for like you know oppression. Um, uh, the guy George Reeves, right? So there's another one. Remember George Reeves? He was the first Superman. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, and if you're older, you remember back. It was the yeah, very I, first I remember Superman, the name George yeah. Reeves. Yeah, he was having uh, he was having an affair with one of Hollywood's first controllers, not him, but his fiance. So Hollywood at that time began to have uh, controllers, and this is what Kanye talks about. Uh, he talks about his controller, uh, and uh, uh, and so he talks about his controller, uh, who's a really that that's again. Look at the link, and you can see it in the link, but. Um, Reeves Reeves was having an affair with a with a, with a girl, and her fiance was one of Hollywood's big controllers. Yeah. And uh, anyways, Reeves eventually he 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 died. They say he committed suicide, and it's it, it's total. He was murdered. So he got he, he killed him. So he was. They found two bullet holes in the floor. There's been in the apartment underneath the carpeting. So they had two bullet holes in the floor that they they put carpet over. Um, and then also too his um. Uh, uh, they basically have admitted. I mean, basically, his his um his former girlfriend was who was in on it. She was saying that he was going to commit suicide, like laughing about it. Oh so, my goodness! Yeah. Man. So anyhow, and like he, this guy would cover up a lot of the sexual things, like the because Hollywood always started out at Me Too. Like Me Too is such a big deal for people in Hollywood, not because they're like, oh, you know, sugar and spice and everything nice, and all of our little, all of our women are, you know. They're, they're everyone's, you know, everyone's taking advantage of our sweet little women. No, no, no. It's not like that. The reason it's a big deal in Hollywood is because it's been happening forever. And everybody in Hollywood knows about it. And it's like this huge open secret. And so, um, and, and it's this huge open secret. And so when Me Too became a thing, all the actresses were like, oh, we don't have to pretend anymore. Like, we don't have to pretend that everybody doesn't know about all this six sad stuff that happens in there. Oh, my goodness. And, and so... Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, and so like this guy would go around, and then they would, because uh, they would, all all the the silent actresses in the back in the twenties and thirties, and they would all have illicit affairs, and they would all be used in these sexual ways. And this guy was like a handler. He would go around, and then he would uh, he would um, threaten these people and their families, and he would say, "Oh, we're gonna ruin your life if you come out and you you say this." And they would they would uh, put people in the suggestion. They would say, "Oh no, you wanted this. You know, you wanted this." And then if you come out and you say, if it becomes public. Then you know you're gonna ruin your career, or you're gonna ruin your family's career, and so they would have all these. Um, that would happen all, all throughout the 20th century, and so anyhow, um, you, you see these things that come out. And, and recently, when Kanye West came out and said all these things, and it's interesting because Kanye came out. And okay, so first of all, like it's all a mess. Like I don't. Like, I don't, like, Kanye's a weird guy. Like, I know almost nothing about Kanye. And the more I try to learn about him, like, the more odd, like, this dude is. Like, he would be, like, like, 
he makes the craziest statements, you know, like he's always like, he refers to himself as Shakespeare, you know, he always says, he always says, he says like, he's, he's a, he talks about seeing music, you know, he says, I don't hear music, I see music, you know, and he says like, I'm, I'm on another level, like I'm Shakespeare, people don't even see it, you know, like he'll, he said one time, he said one time, he said, uh, he said, the biggest regret of my life is that I will never be able to see myself perform. What? You know, yeah, he did. He said that. He said, he said, you know, he said, I, I he said, my biggest regret in all. Get a DVD. Yeah, as he <laughs> said, I'll never be. He said, I'll never have the experience of being able to sit in a in a, in a crowd and being able to see, oh. you know, Kanye West come on this. Uh, and I've actually, I don't even know. Like, I think I might have heard one song that he did, and that was uh, that was a remake of a Michael Jackson tune. So I don't even know. I mean, I, we got holograms now. Do they made Tupac come back, so. But it's weird, man. Yeah, I guess that they did. I, I, it is kind of weird. But anyhow, the, um, the, uh, uh, so anyhow, but just a weird guy. But he came out and talked about how they drugged him, and how they threatened him if he were to, if he were to not do what they say, then, um, if he were not to do what they say, yeah. then, uh, then, then they would take away his kids and they take away all of his fame. Um, you know, and you can see all this around. So we're going to, I want to bring in a couple of evidence because I know people are thinking I'm crazy and people think, wow, this Tom guy, I need to run away from him next time I see him or what have you. <laughs> so we're going to bring in some evidence. So a couple of things. Okay. So Britney Spears was a mess. That was a big thing with Britney it was like Britney had a thing where she would come out and then she would break down in front of people. Like she would come out in the street, she would be walking on the street, and then she would break down. There's some videos of it, some places, and yeah. uh, she would break down, and then she would scream and cry and kick and start talking like crazy stuff. And then the handlers would come along and they take her. And the handlers are really creepy. Kanye's handler is wild. He's a creepy guy. So they always come in under personal trainers, right? They always come in. They're always the personal trainer. But like Kanye's personal trainer has like a background in like Ivy League medicine in the military and all this stuff. And so like, and 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 then they're like they have all these doctors. So anyhow, the MK Ultra stuff. So they talk about MK Ultra is about having the um is about having the second personality and about being highly suggestible and about having trigger words. So this happened with um this happened with Al Roker. Yep. Uh, yeah, with Al Roker. So I, you know, I met the dude actually. You met Al Roker? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I met Al Roker. I was uh I, I was I, I met him. I I didn't ask him about it obviously, but I um <laughs> it would have been awkward. No, it would have been kind of awkward. Yeah. We were up at uh we were up at Audium Point and uh they had the the Today show was doing a live uh they were doing a um a live um uh a broadcast out there yeah and so um uh there was a uh we were up there and so al roker was uh going to be doing pictures he says oh al roker's going to do pictures uh at like uh, 10 o'clock you know and they're like oh like where's al roker he was sitting on a he was sitting on a, a picnic table just standing to himself didn't want to talk to anybody and uh it was anyways so you went over and bugged him <laughs> no no but when it, when it came time when it came time to take the pictures like so, yeah. somebody went over they tapped him on the shoulder and all of a sudden he went just like he got animated like super fast like he had his head down he was just over at the picnic table and he wasn't talking to anybody and he was just off by himself not doing anything and then somebody tapped him on the shoulder and all of a sudden boom he, he jumped up and he was shaking people's hands and smiling and introducing himself and he came over and took the pictures and then when the pictures were done he went back to the picnic table <laughs> so uh what in the world yeah i don't know so anyways I, maybe that means nothing i don't know that's just my experience so al roker so you can take a look at the video it'll be a link in the description yep uh, but uh, we're going to take a look at the Today Show. Now, 
MK Ultra, okay, so they say that these people have trigger words, that there are certain words that trigger the state. So, because that's how you trigger the suggestive state. You have to have a certain word that's a trigger word. And so once someone hears the trigger word, then the, the personality that they have goes away and they go back to that neutral state. It's like hypnosis or something. Yeah, where they're just highly suggestible. What in the world? All right, yeah, where they're just highly suggestible. So anyhow, this is a video of uh, the Today Show, and we're going to play it here. And you're not going to be able to see it, obviously, because we want to do that sort of thing. But, you know, go ahead and check it out in the description. So Al Roker, apparently, you're going to hear, you're going to hear the word. The audio is weird enough. Yeah, it's weird enough. <laughs> so here, you're going you're gonna to hear the word when they talk. You're going to hear the word Holy Ghost. Yeah. All right, yeah. And, of course, then, of course, then there's the aspect, the Christian aspect. Why are they using that word, right? You're going to hear the word Holy Ghost. And uh, yep. and so then you're gonna and then you're gonna have a certain reaction on Al Roker and I want to see what uh, I want to see what my wingman Steve oh, man. says about this when All he right. sees us. Go ahead and play it. Savannah Guthrie alongside Matt Lauer and Al Roker. Will someone do the, the junior high That's exactly how you have he did. to have a certain amount of distance between yes, the bodies exactly. in your high. Yes, like they say in Catholic school, leave room for the Holy Ghost. <laughs> anyway, there is a lot of uh, memories today, actually. It's a big day in music history. What? 35 in years ago today, Elvis Presley passed away, the king of rock and roll. And as Mark Cohn says in his great song, Walking in Memphis, there's a pretty little thing waiting for the king down in the jungle. I'm Savannah Guthrie. Oh, this dude, he froze. Right. He he straight up froze. What, what in the world? This was ten years ago. Ten years posted. ago. Yep. Has anybody like interviewed this guy and asked him about it? Okay, so the Today Show. It's a good question. Uh, so the Today Show did a uh, a follow up, uh, and it was not immediate. It was uh, I think it was years later. Uh, so I I think now I could be corrected on this. So if somebody wants to correct me on this, I can probably be corrected because I'm not well, I'm not working with exact dates and figures. But that was about 2012, and I want to say around 2015. I could be wrong. I think it was about three years later that the Today Show because at first. You got to remember, it takes time for this to get out. It takes time for the video to be found. It takes time for it to be on YouTube. And, yeah. then, you get, and then, you know, it ends up have to get decentralized through many different accounts. So years later, as this got became a thing, uh, the Today Show did a uh, did a piece. And you can find it on YouTube as well. It's, uh, it's available. Uh, they did a piece on the Mannequin Challenge, if you remember uh, this. Nope. Yeah, this was a thing back then. So they had the okay. thing on the mannequin challenge. And I guess like, right. you know, because they had the ice bucket challenge, right? Remember that? Yeah, I remember that. And they have all these different challenges. So they had this thing called the the mannequin challenge where, and I guess it was a thing. I mean, on the Today Show, they show it. They say the New York Giants and some baseball teams, some famous people that do it. Apparently, people just try to act like a mannequin. And so then what people do is people say, oh, yeah, this is a thing on the Today Show that, you know, we all try. And then everyone on the Today Show tries to do it, you know, and they try to do it. Well, anyways, they make a joke of it with Al Roker because Al Roker can do it the best. He can, he, 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 they're all trying to do it, you know. And so Al Roker does it and he wins. He's like the best one. He's, he can, he can be the mannequin the best out of everybody, right? What they do make this up to use it as an excuse for him freezing? Well, see, that's the thing is that's where you get into a, a tenant of faith. Like, do you, what do you believe? Like, what came first, the chicken or the egg, right? Yeah. So, well, I don't know. But here's the thing is, Al Roker, 
keeps up the mannequin act. And everyone's like, hey, Al, you know, you can stop doing it now. But then Al's like, oh, no, I'm Al Roker. I'm too cool for school, so I'm going to stay a mannequin, you know. And that's supposed to give you, oh, Al Roker's the kind of person who will, uh, you know, who will, uh, you know, do it even though no one says anything. Although I will say this. It doesn't land for me because back then in 2012 when that video was when that video happened yeah the like no one stops like you know like no one stops to say oh hey what what's wrong with Al Roker or like oh if you guys were wondering Al's into the mannequin challenge you know like right people can hey, say it's that it's just another day no it's just another day and no one stops and like also too if you look at Matt Lauer right you know look at Matt Lauer like and so number two things number one it's it's spooky knowing what we know about Matt Lauer now because Matt Lauer was the guy with the he was the guy with the the button under the desk, yeah, right? Yeah. When he would hit the button under the desk and it would lock the door, and then when the secretaries would come in and then they couldn't get out, yeah. And then he would he, and then he would he would assault them. He, he would and then there would be all this sexual you know, like stuff going on, and and stuff. So like and that was all him because he's not he's not on there anymore, you know. So he right. So um, but he had the button, so he would call in the women into his room, into his office. He'd hit the button, and that would lock all the doors and windows. Think about it. And somebody had to install that. Yes, right, exactly. Wasn't him, right? What man? No, I know. And then and and then when you um and then when you yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So I mean, this is a good reason, and and so that's right, and. uh and this is one of the reasons why, uh, and I will say this too, you got to be real careful. Like I am, so I do have a TV in the home and, you know, we do have media that we enjoy, but I am super careful. I mean, I don't just, like, you don't just, like, I don't just turn on the TV and just, like, the kids can watch any old thing. Like, we don't have it. Like, that's not a thing in my home. Like, it's very intentional because, like, I, I like, this stuff, you dig into, the, like, like, this stuff, like, it's wild, man. Like, you have little signals and stuff and little the people that work on these things, you know, like some of the cartoons, like I'll get up and my, my daughter will be watching like a cartoon, you know, and I'm like, and then I'm, I, I'm thinking about it. And I go, man, like these are the same people that are working on this garbage that work on some of them cartoons and some of the movies and stuff. I mean, it's crazy. Wait, remember like, what was it? Like the Lion King and stuff. There was, there was stuff in the clouds and whatnot. Oh yeah, 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 right. Oh yeah, yeah. Disney I mean, you can movies. go on. Oh man, you can go on and on and little on. Mermaid stuff. Yeah. Oh, the Little Mermaid was another one. Yeah, the Disney films. Oh yeah, the ones with the Disney films and all the the, the subliminal messaging. And yes. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and all that for sure. So uh, anyhow, um, so Roker, so a uh, Roker, they did the 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 mannequin challenge, and that was they never implicitly said that that was the reason, but that they kind of put it out there. So yeah. that that would kind of be floating around. All, all they all they got to do is spur a little doubt. Yeah, they do. And they had a there was another segment too where the the everyone on the Today Show was hypnotized. They brought in a hypnotist and they said, "Well, you're not going to be able to hypnotize people." And then what they did is they came in and they hypnotized like Al Roker got hypnotized and he was like barking at the moon. Like they made him bark at the moon. He was howling like a dog and he got down and was like, "Oh." And he was like doing all this stuff. It's just enough doubt in people's minds. Right. You yeah. know, and so you have Al Roker get down on all fours and bark at the moon, and all of a sudden no one knows what's what anymore. You know? Yeah, the, the freeze doesn't look so weird. Right, exactly. <laughs> right. Well, here's the thing though, is you don't have to believe you don't even have to believe it because you there's more evidence, right? So what we're gonna do is I'm gonna show you the same exact thing that happened in the shack. Okay. And then I'm gonna show you Kanye West telling someone that Shaq is controlled. Oh my goodness. All right, so let's go to Shaq. Let's go to the next video oh and we're going to check out we're going to check out Shaq.
EJ's Needles, Stat of the Night. Presented by no one. What's that? Yeah. What's that? that sounds, that could only be the musical stylings of Victor Oladipo, yeah. who is the reigning two-time champion of the uh, All-Star Weekend uh, player uh, uh, talent show. You what? are talented. I give you a yeah. little credit on that. A lot Thank of credit. You're you very talented. I mean. He, he literally didn't blink. He's not blinking. The guy didn't do anything. He ain't blinking. You're not a karaoke guy like me, but you can ask. Oh, me. Uh, you know they call me old brown eyes. He right? still do. As a matter of fact, hey. as a matter of fact, uh, you both have experience singing New York, New York. His was uh, at the slam dunk contest. Yours was in Vegas. Yes. We had the show out there. Here's just a little sampling. Uh, hey. In old New York. Yeah. A long-awaited right. duet. Victor Oladipo, Charles Barkley, oh, New York. New and now York. he's moving. Yeah, let me leave, bro. Let me leave. <laughs> hey. Do you see the clap? You see the clap yeah. that uh, that Char Barkley gives? Charles Barkley gives yeah, the when clap. He's, yeah, when he stands up. Yeah, yeah and he yeah. stands up and he gives the clap. Yeah. Because he finally sees it, right? Because Barkley's talking and Barkley doesn't realize that Shaq's been triggered. So when he gets up, he sees that Shaq's frozen and he's like, oh, because they're walking over. So yeah. he slaps his hand. You know, and then when he slaps his hand, Shaq comes out of it. That is this. But, Sha like, Shaq, why? Yeah, why you know, Shaq? It's a good question. <laughs> it's good. Hey, man, don't look to me for answers. I I don't know. And why would Barkley be in My grandmother has played pool with Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley seems like the coolest guy on the face of the planet. Nah, that's John Daly, the golfer. Oh, is that right? John Daly I'm, is. I'm sorry. No, sorry. John Daly, the golfer. If John I, Daly is the, the coolest guy in the planet. I'll tell you Probably what. more ways than one. Go ahead. Go, yeah. Go check out some videos of John Daly on on YouTube. Oh man. Just go, golfing with like some regular dudes. Yeah. Man, that dude looks like he's so much fun to hang out with. Oh man, that's cool. Yeah. But if if John Daly is the coolest guy in the face of the planet, then yeah, Charles Barkley's got to be like right behind him. Charles Barkley's a jerk. Oh, Charles Barkley, yeah? My grandmother didn't like him at all. Is that right now, so, yeah? So my grandmother... Okay, yeah, no, Grandma Hot. That's good. No, that's good. No, 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 no. You judge your character, Grandma Hot, man. No, no, no. It's, it's Grandma uh, it's on, on my mom's side, so... Okay, all right. Either either way, she she married a guy who won the Powerball. Oh. Uh, yeah. Wait, she I, married a guy who won the Powerball? Yeah, well, I think it was... Wait, wait, was, was, did, she, then, wait did she know that he won the Powerball when she married him? Yeah, he was already rich. <laughs> oh, is that right? Okay. My grandmother no, used I know, to... Like, no, I know this is a... Listen... This is a conspiracy theory podcast, okay, that we're doing now. And I can't have you coming on and saying things like a woman married a guy who won the Powerball because people are going to think that we're off the rocker and talking about things that can't be believed. She has, right? oh, well. Right? So you just, you got to, listen, let's keep it grounded. I'm sure that she met him and he had a sprawling personality and that she probably married him be out of love. She, she ended right? up divorcing so him. Just keep it he real. Was, he was a drunk. Oh, okay. Well, oh, there we go. Okay. But, uh, hey, good judge of character. There we go. Yeah, what money wasn't worth it to her anymore. Unfortunately, I was too young to realize she was married to somebody who was worth millions. But, oh, uh, that's right. You could, you said, Grandma, you guys, you got to stick it through, Grandma. I was like eight years old. Man. <laughs> yeah. I, I was excited about yard sale toys. Didn't realize I could get a Corvette if I wanted one. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, no, like she, uh, she was out in Phoenix and at some place where Barkley was and she got to play pool with him and whatnot. She was like, he was such a jerk. I'm like, well, that's I'm a huge basketball fan. Tom, like, well, I don't care what he was; it would have been cool to me. Yeah, sure. But yeah, either way, she wasn't a fan. But I've seen him in YouTube videos too. He looked normal, but so I'm like, why is he into this? 
Well, no, I don't know that he is. I mean, like, for example. Well, he knows like, about it, though. Know, but I'm saying, like, even with the clap, though, remember, that's motivation. I mean, I, 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 for me, I look at it and I see the clap and I go, oh, yeah, yeah. But, you know, I don't really know. I mean, maybe. Who claps I, when they get up from the table? I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure. He's a chill dude, man. He, he's yeah. not. Yeah. He's not, like, overly hyper or, you know, awkward or anything. That's, like, he's very calm. Yeah. It's uh yeah no he is so it's out of character man yeah I don't know man I really don't but let's go back and see uh Conway we're gonna, we're gonna uh, we got another video here we can cue that one up yeah yeah and this we, is uh, kind of the one where Conway's and Kanye's in the car so I'm gonna screw up his name I literally know nothing about Kanye like conspiracies that's about as much as I know about Kanye oh man someone got sent me a song one of his songs because I don't even know <laughs> I probably, I probably even listened to it well I don't know if you have the right stereo in your car it's pretty fun but anyway. Let's go. Uh, let's. Uh, this is the con- Kanye's in the car. All right. Well, we'll check out this Kanye one, I guess. They can't. They, they they try to suppress you, but that's how they try to categorize. They you. can't control me. You get what I'm saying? They can control Shaq. They can control Charles Barkley. They can control LeBron James. They can control Jay Z and Beyonce. Not you, man. But they can't control me. You see, it ain't no name I won't name. It's up. Not you. You know what I'm saying? And just for Minister Farrakhan, I love you. But the way you read that, I took that as a slight. You know what I'm saying? I don't. I'm taking no disrespect from nobody. So let's get on the phone and let's talk that out. I don't care who you are. I ain't taking no slights from nobody. Right? I ain't taking no slights from nobody. It's God. That's the only person that I serve. My mama ain't here. My mama was sacrificed. Me too. You understand? Yeah. I'm appreciate Michael you. Jordan. What about him? His daddy, right? Bill Cosby, his son, right? Dr. Dre, his son. You know, out in Hollywood, a lot of people come up missing. Feels like it might be a lot of that in order to control, traumatize. They want to monetize and traumatize. And God loved me. You understand? They, they hit me. Gap, Adidas, all that away. Still, Forbes, who hate me, right, had to write net worth 400 million. Jesus is king. God loved me. That's more important than thinking in life. That's the thing. You know what I'm saying? It's, and this truth is going to be heard. Y'all can't send none of y'all meat mills, y'all puffies, y'all little boozies, none of these names, none of these people that have to listen to y'all because they're dealing with, they have legal, I never killed nobody, right? I'm the pussy that never killed nobody, right? But that means I can say whatever I want and not go to jail. You can't control. Um, I've never even seen that clip. You've never seen that clip? Nope. I mean, then again, I, that's three in a row I ain't seen. It doesn't surprise me that he would say that, right. like at all. But my goodness, man, Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. His, his dad, Jeffrey Jordan. I remember when he was killed. He was killed like on a random like roadside, like of all the people in the world, like the best basketball player to ever play the game. His dad gets gets gunned down in a robbery for like twenty bucks or something. Right. Like really? Yeah. Mm, I don't know about all that. A little, yeah. A little strange. I could see LeBron James being controlled. I mean, that dude's a freak of nature. Yeah. I mean, he he's only how many people in basketball have been 6-9? That's pretty much like everybody. Right? Right. That dude can run down the court in like 6 steps. And 
he came out of the ghetto at 18 years old. Right. And had ridiculous talent. Yeah. Didn't go I to mean, college, right? No. No. No, he, he, he skipped college, went straight to the NBA. Yeah. Um, And now he's got deals with every company. I mean, if this is a real thing, he he's definitely in it. For sure. Yeah. For sure. And it's wild. He's talking about his mother, too. He's my mom. Yeah, his mom was sacrificed? And then what? he says, and he talks about killing people. He says, he says, I didn't kill nobody. He says, they can't shut me up because I didn't kill anybody. Yeah, does, does, is he implying that all these other people kill somebody? But see, here's the thing, you know, like now Kanye has pretty much gone off the rails. I mean, he, he wears like this black mask now and he goes around and he's talking about Hitler and how, you know, like the Jews ought to be more forgiving and they ought to forgive Hitler. And he's talking about, and he, he basically is saying nonsensical stuff. And it's interesting because like with the MK Ultra stuff, like I, I don't know. Like, this could be a case, like, this could all just be mental illness, and then I have no, and then I'm just, you know, I'm I'm just being uh, frivolous. But, you know, I also look at some of the MK Ultra stuff, and I think, like, with the, the triggers and the different personalities, like, if, if, if Kanye is going to come off, he's going to start, he's going to start naming names, because there's, there's no name I won't name, right? And he starts about naming names. So, uh, yeah, we can talk about it. So... Kane's handler, all right, his, uh, Kanye, excuse me, I keep calling him Kane. Kanye's handler uh, is a guy by the name, uh, is a, a, a trainer, I guess he's a physical trainer, I guess. He's, um, his name is Harley Pasternak. So we're going to read off of a, a, a Twitter thread. Uh, we'll put this in the description. Who is Harley Pasternak, the man whom Kanye West is accused of trying to institutionalize him, drug him into oblivion, and take his kids away? As it turns out, this personal trainer is connected to psychological operations, the Canadian military, and other strangeness. Yeah. Someone recently removed from Harley Pasternak's Wikipedia entry two main things. Number one, removed any reference to Kanye West, and number two, removed the lengthy list of his former clients. Interesting, isn't it? Here's the list of his noteworthy clients. So someone doesn't want you to see this. Note that some of his former clients had mental breakdowns or died under suspicious circumstances. Okay, these are people like Mac Miller, Brittany Murphy, and other people. Uh, let's take a look here. Um, Alrighty, here we go. All right, so they're uh, Adam Levine. Uh, oh, Adam Levine. Oh, Adam Levine, excuse me. Yeah. Adam, Adam Levine, oh. uh, Behani Prinsloo, Lady Gaga. What? Right? Kim Car- well, that doesn't surprise me. Actually. About Kim Kardashian? Also doesn't surprise me. Megan Fox? Yeah. How about Amy Schumer? Yeah. John Meyer? That's a little weird. Ari- Ariana Grande? Doesn't surprise me. Charlie Puff? What? But how, why? About, how about Jessica Simpson? Yeah, got influence, I guess. Right? Tobey Maguire? Rihanna? Spider-Man? Yeah. How about Jack Black? You ever heard of him? Yeah. How about Usher? You ever heard of them? Oh, well. (laughs) Right. How about Ali Berry? You ever heard of Ali Berry? Ali Berry, yeah. How about Robert Downey Jr.? You ever heard of him? Oh, yeah. Yep. How about Gwen Stefani? You ever heard of her? Uh, No doubt. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That'll go on dad jokes. Yeah, yeah, there you go. (laughs) Dad jokes with Tom and Steve. And uh, Alicia Keys. Yeah. Yep. All right. So these are all the people that he has. Uh, he's been. He's worked with. 
All right. And uh, yeah, so so anyhow, um, worth noting is the fact that Kanye West was hospitalized in 2016. Okay, so where was he at the onset of his alleged breakdown? Oh, guess what? Kanye had a mental breakdown when he was staying at Harley Pasternak's house. Okay, so there's a, uh, a text message. Note that in the text message that Kanye posted, Harley threatens to have him institutionalized again. So um, apparently here is, uh, uh, here is uh, Kanye West hospitalized, handcuffed. Kanye West was hospitalized for stress and exhaustion on Monday at the Ronald Reagan UCLA Medical Center in Los Angeles following several chaotic days on tour, according to news reports. The remainder of the rapper's North American tour dates have been canceled following a Sacramento show brought to a halt when West delivered a stream of consciousness speech before storming off the stage. What? Okay. So Kanye was giving a concert in Sacramento, California. He started ranting and raving and screaming random things at people in the crowd and started going nuts and stormed off stage. So a representative for West who spoke to the New York Times on condition of anonymity, Uh right, anonymous source, said that West's doctor called 911 on Wednesday afternoon and that West had agreed to go to a hospital for evaluation. Oh, boy. All right. So let's take a look at this and see how much deeper this goes. Oh, man. So let's talk. Uh, let's start off talking about uh, Harley Pasternak. All right. So Harley Pasternak is a personal trainer, right? Well, at first glance, it seems pretty good, but he's just an educated guy with a master's degree in nutrition, and that's good. Um, but if you take a look at, if you take a look at his background, his Wikipedia page states that during his time at the University of Toronto, Pasternak served as a nutrition and exercise scientist at the Department of National Defense and Civil Institution for, for Environmental Medicine. (laughs) The Department of National Defense is the Canadian government's department, which quote, supports the Canadian Armed Forces. It is a civilian organization and with a support system of sorts for the military. Uh, and so um, it would be the equivalent of like the DHS. That's a good America. combo. Yeah. So Harley Pasternak worked as a scientist for two years at this uh, DRDC in Toronto. Um, and he was um, he worked at one of their research stations. So let's take a look here. This is the kind of things that they were researching at that time. All right. So what were they actually doing? at that place where Pasternak was working. Do we want to know? Well, let's take a look. <laughs> let's look. Number one, they were experimenting with human system integration. <laughs> what? Number two, social and psychological factors that affect the resolution of conflict. Why? Number three, the psychology of malicious intent. But why? And finally, number four, Social and cultural factors influencing behavior. So, um, you know, these are all like various psyops. Okay, so this is these are all these are all psychological and medical instruments of control. All right. So you're probably thinking that I'm nuts, and that's okay because if I was you, I would think I was nuts as well. 
So what a good thing to do right now would be to bring in uh, Harley Pasternak and let's have him tell us in his own words. So uh, we're going to go through and we're going to do that. We don't have him in studio today, and that's probably a good thing. So uh, we're going to go and we're going to take a look at him. So you ready to stream this? <clears throat> yeah. All right. So this is, uh, here it is. Uh, this is Harley Pasternak, and he is talking about his time in the military. All right, let's see what this has in store for us. To have him as my graduate advisor, and the area of that I was interested in was how drugs and food affect muscular performance. And well, when you say drugs, are that like performance-enhancing drugs, or are they all just, kinds of drugs? Oh, right. Okay. So working for the military, I wasn't governed by the same laws that the typical person was. So I could look at the impact of certain drugs that are not that are not everyday things. So we looked at a drug called modafinil, okay. which was for narcoleptics. So if you give a soldier this um, drug, uh, how long could they stay awake for without uh, having any health detriment? <coughs> is, is that used now as a, one of these brain drugs? I've, I've, I've heard the name before somewhere. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's very interesting. Modafinil, it will keep you awake, but it's not a stimulant. Really? So if a special forces person has to stay awake for three nights waiting for the right opportunity to do whatever they have to do, we could give them a daffodil and it would keep them alert. <laughs> I did uh, research on a drug called acetazolamide, which is for use at high altitude so you don't get altitude sitting lucky enough to... Uh, yeah, that's creepy. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So are we at a preponderance of evidence yet where this is like a little weird? Because Hollywood also, like, I've heard that that's Hollywood, so it's mocking God. Ah, uh, okay. All right. I, I mean, like, that's small potatoes, I guess, to, compared to this stuff. Wow. Yeah, this stuff here. And the branch of government, okay, this <sighs> DRB that uh, in the Canadian, uh, that's branch of the Canadian military that he worked in. Uh-huh. They, uh, like, they quite literally, so, like, this was the organization in Canada that com that worked with the CIA, with MKUltra. Okay. So, like, there's a direct, so there is a direct, there's a, a connection there. Yeah. So, um, they worked, um, they worked with sensory deprivation, uh, and, uh, using drugs to brainwash people. Wow. Right. So, uh, so to do that. So the now and this is the person, this Harley Pasternak. This is the guy that Kanye West said uh, uh, this is the number one. This is the guy who uh, had Kanye West institutionalized. It's also the guy who said threatened him and said that if he didn't comply, he would get he would be institutionalized a second time. And also the guy that Kanye said that he was going to take away his kids. Say that, you know, if you if you act out again, you're going to get institutionalized and we're going to take away your children. Uh, so uh, this is all just uh, so it's all pretty crazy. So um, and here, you know, it's funny in this uh, the Twitter thread, you know, he says a guy with military psyop training and exercise uh, science science finds work in Hollywood. You send him up with the stars and then you're going to have him to keep an eye on all these stars. So let's go to the uh, 911 call. OK, we're going to go. Um, and this is. Uh, this is going to be back in uh, 2016, I think, I believe. Uh, so we're going to start off with Dr. Michael Farzam, okay? So Dr. Michael Farzam is a physician in Hollywood, and he is a, uh, he's a personal doctor for Kanye West. So um, 
this is the doctor who uh, institutionalized Kanye back in 2016. And this was also done with um, the influence of, uh, of Pasternak as well. So uh, we're going to go ahead and we're going to um, take a look at this, uh, this first call here. So this happened, this was November 21st on 2016. Uh, Dr. Fazram calls 911 and he says that Kanye is acting erratically. Okay, and keep in mind, this 911 call, all right, Kanye is literally at Pasternak's house. Yeah. Okay, so he is at the home of Pasternak at this time. Yeah. Okay, here we go. 
it, I don't know what's going on. All right, but you know you, he's not even able to say Dude, anything. something's up, man. Walks and also like a duck, the reason talks like a duck's probably a duck. Yeah, and also too, you got to understand that one of the things that Kanye did was this isn't just saying guy walks creepy, and so you know he walks creepy, and so he must be a bad guy. No. Like Kanye West actually shared text messages, screenshots of text messages that he had had with Pasternak, and Pasternak is like. He's like, you you better do what we say or else. Like, I mean, he's got threatening language. And, he, like, who's we? Like, you better do what we say. Like, who's we? Yeah, what kind of personal right? trainer would ever use that Yeah, language? and, like, and also, too, like, you gotta understand, officially, Pasternak is just a personal trainer. Kanye West is worth $400 million, okay? So if you don't like your personal trainer, you tell them to get— Fired? You tell them to get lost, and then you go out and you hire another one. And I'm yeah. sure there'll be plenty of them that'll be ready to come and work for you. Yeah. You know, he doesn't need a personal trainer. He doesn't no. need Pasternak, right? But Pasternak will send him text messages and say, dude, you need to do what we tell you to do. Yeah. Right, you know? And so, and this all leads to Kanye coming out and talking about his mom and talking about Michael Jordan's dad and Bill Cosby's son and all this stuff. So it is kind of weird. And, uh, you know, that is Holly weird, man. Holly weird. And, uh, you know, it's really interesting, too, you know, um, in the way that, because uh, like A.W. Tozer, I don't know if you've ever spent much time. Like, I, I do enjoy reading Tozer. Mm-mm. Like, A.W. Tozer back in the, um, uh, back in the middle of 20th century, like he used to write about, like, like it just in terms of, we don't think about it. You know, Tozer was a, uh, was a, a, a preacher and he would always talk about how, like, for example, he'd say, he'd say an actor is a fundamentally flawed person. Like he would say, like, he'd say one of the great things about Christianity is, you know, an individual, like an individual can know God and an individual can be known by God. And so salvation is celebrating every aspect of your known person in connection to the, like the, 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 the God of the universe. Yeah. And yet at the same time, like actors are about as far away from that as you can get. An actor is someone who is pretending like they are suppressing their own individuality. Yeah. So an actor is someone who is a professional who can suppress everything about who they are to take on the persona and to take on the the expression of another person or another being. So yeah. like and and Tozer used to talk about like how he's like, can you imagine like a, a room full of God's people like sitting in a big room like watching all these people like pretend to be other people? Like you'll have like a nice person who's like really loves your kids, but he's on screen pretending to be like an axe murderer. And then like you have like a guy who's like an axe murderer and like he does like the most outrageously terrible things in his life. But then he's on screen like he's pretending to be like this wonderful person. And he's like and then and Tozer's like, Can you imagine like a room full of God's people who are like, you know, all like into this pretending and this inauthenticity when like they like everything about salvation is authentic. Now I'm not saying I walk with Tozer hundred percent on this issue, but I am saying that I've read what Tozer wrote and like it does give you pause. It makes you stop and think <laughs> Man, like you, we actually, all of us work on assumptions that we get from our lives and in the world. And it's wild when you see people that will talk about it. Like, in, um, you know, it's wild. Like, uh, it was a much bigger thing in the 19th century. Like, uh, um, uh, Spurgeon uh, was, uh, uh, was really, um, there was a controversy against Christians going to the playhouse. A lot of Baptists back in the 19th century did not want believers inside of a playhouse. Now that was a dis- now that was a disputed issue that that uh, certain preachers and Christians disagreed with. You said back in the <laughs> that's today, my friend. 
Did I say? Wait, what did I say? I said nineteen. I don't know. You you referenced the past, I, and I was like, that's oh the, yeah, right, 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 well, right, right. No, what's yeah, changed. Oh yeah, true enough, true enough. <laughs> no, but all right, I know what you're saying. Yes. Okay, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying, but. <laughs> But back then, there was a, a a big split in terms of having people into the playhouse. So I, I do think – so I'm not saying that I march and step with that 100%, um, but I am saying that I have read it, and it does, boy, give you pause. It really does. Man, I, I don't even think stuff. I needed to go that far. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, you can look at this, and you can say, okay, so this is a good reason. Like, so when you have um, – so – the next time that you have someone that's a believer that tells you that their kids don't have social media, that their kids don't watch movies, that the kids don't go out and they don't watch all TV shows and they don't do all this media stuff and how, you know, it's good for the kids to have, you know, to have a good Bible study than it is to have them sitting in front of the tube, then this is what you want to think about because parents have a really legitimate role in saying man you know like how deep into these waters we all how, how you know we got the kiddie pool right like how big in the kiddie pool do you want to wade in here man you yeah know? i mean all this stuff so um and, and and also too and like i said so i don't want to be seem like a hypocrite i mean i do have a television in the home and it, I, I have have it, media for my own kids but i will say this I take this stuff seriously, and I'm pretty intentional. Like, I, the, like I have a long list of stuff that's not allowed in my home. Yeah, you know? Well, you know what? It doesn't matter. You don't owe anybody an explanation. Any Christian doesn't owe anybody an explanation. Any person that's not a Christian doesn't owe any, anyone an explanation. And that's biblical. Like, you're... You do what you feel convicted of. You have the liberty to do that. So, you don't, you know, you allow what you allow in your home, and somebody else they may allow whatever they allow in their home. This stuff is weird, though. Like I knew Hollywood was messed up, cause there's a video of Kevin Hart, and I can't remember who's sitting next to him. So it's a female celebrity sitting next to him. They're doing it like a almost like a Jay Leno type interview or whatever. It wasn't with Jay Leno though. Yeah, and like. I think she, I might have seen this. Yeah, she starts to say something, and he and he's like, shh, you know, shushes her. Right. Yeah. He does. Yeah. Like what? Yeah, he shushes her. Yeah. Yeah, like, like she was about to say something that's not allowed by them, whoever they are. Right. Like I don't. I just don't understand the motivation. I don't even want to assign a motivation here. I don't get it. Yeah. Why? Right. Why? What you have everything you could possibly want. Four hundred million dollars. What yeah. else do you need? These people make money with or without these drugs. As a matter of fact, I'd say it's a detriment. Like you, you know, you go crazy, walk off stage in the middle of a concert. Right. You're probably gonna make a couple fans angry. Um, yeah. and then you got all these conspiracy theories. Like, it's not even. A, I mean, I'm gonna say this is a fact. <laughs> That's hello. Right. Hello. Yeah. Like, you just freeze out of nowhere in the middle of TV. Right. Multiple people. You have text messages with a personal, that personal trainer example you gave. Yeah. You know, a rich person can fire them. Yeah, that's right. They don't need them around. Like, what are you know? talking about? And you can go and you can go to the paper and they'll say, they'll say, uh, you know, like I can go on Twitter and you can go back and you can, you can see all this stuff. Like you don't need to go, you don't even need to go to Wikipedia. I mean, you can just hear him talking about it himself, right? There's yeah. video out there. And yet the newspaper will say, oh, he's Kanye West's personal trainer. Like. It's like the easiest, most obvious thing in the world. Yeah. And then if you say, oh, well, isn't that guy Isn't that guy that was working with all those psychotropic drugs and was working for the Canadian military? And you go, no, no, you're a crazy conspiracy. Like, why would you say that? You're just a crazy person. Like, actually, no. He, he's the one that says it about himself. You don't have to trust me on it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Wow. Wow. So I thought we'd uh, I thought we'd go ahead and wrap up the program uh, with one of my favorites. Uh, you know, because. Uh, Digital Blunt Ground is not. We're not here to scare you, or frighten your kids. Although that's probably what we've done today. Uh, the uh, what, scared me. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're gonna go on a little bit of a lighter tone, and so I want to go back to one of my probably my all-time favorite thing. My this is my all-time favorite moment in all conspiracy theory. I just oh man, no. it's, it's enough. I can't. I, it's I know not, where I, you're going. Oh man, you know where I'm going with this, and you you know. Okay, so this is a, and it's 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 the chef's kiss. It's so good. Okay, so 2016, we have uh, the Hillary Clinton, right? She had the basket of deplorables and all this. And the basket of deplorables was the the conspiracy theorist. And then she came out and she and then she had to explain herself. And so she had this, uh, uh, there was a, um, uh, a speech. And she talked about Alex Jones. And she says, oh, Alex Jones is a crazy person. And she gave a big speech. And, it was the, and that was the big speech where Hillary Clinton mainstreamed Alex Jones, right? And so, yep, yep. And so this is now one of the grand narratives that came out of 2016, why we owe so much to that two-year period between 2015 and 17, because it changed the world forever. (laughs) So one of the great things that came out of that two-year period was this narrative that the left can't, like, like, the right is, the right is now, the far right is like this kind of alt, alt kind of a, 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 They've now withdrawn from society, and now we have like a meme war. So uh, we have all this abstract <laughs> humor, yeah, where they're going to mock the liberals with memes. Uh-huh. Now this whole narrative came out that the left can't meme and the left can't fight this war because the the left, like outside of authoritarianism and outside of like crushing ideolo- ideological like warfare, like and 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 force that they can't. They can't use humor. They're great and, at art, but they suck at jokes. Right? Yeah. There you go. Right? Like, yeah. Like, uh, like, listen. Like, hey, you know, like, uh, what we uh, we were talking about Nebraska the other day. That's a great film, a liberal film, great movie. Anyways, they do great art, but they can't. They can't do the meme war, and nope. so they can't do it. So whenever the left tries to do something, they always screw it up. So this was kind of like the first thing. Okay. So after the Hillary Clinton speech, they took the craziest parts of Alex Jones. Okay, the parts that everybody should hear. Hmm. And they put it to a folk song, right? They put it to a song. <laughs> and they did this because they were trying to mock Alex Jones. They were trying to make it pal- palatable for people to, 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 for the young people and for people at large. Mm-hmm. They were trying to, they were trying to, they were trying to outright the right at their own game. Okay. And it was like, what a dumpster fire. I mean, they, so they create this. Okay. Right. This was like back in 2016, this was like the single biggest thing, like from on the right. And it wasn't even a bad thing. I mean, the right took this and they just amplified this and it became like a rallying cry. I mean, I think Trump got more votes from this than, I mean, he must have got a hundred thousand votes from this song. I mean, right. Easily, and and it elevated the Podesta stuff because the all the stuff that the spirit cooking that came out yeah. of the John Podesta, John Podesta emails, yeah. the Podesta emails got amplified by this song. Like you would never believe, like people that never would have heard about the Podesta emails. Yeah, this backfired. This this backfired on the left, like you wouldn't believe. And there's and great, and even Jones himself, Jones laughed about it. He came on a show and he did a whole show where he sang along to it. This he, might be like the the best ever example of bad press is, is still press. No, yeah. When they say bad press is still press, this is probably a one. Like you yeah. could have entire college courses <laughs> about this, and you could have entire college courses about this, and and just yeah. a bit what not to do. Yeah, right? <laughs> how exactly. to not mock your enemy. I mean, I'm telling you, 
I'm telling you, I mean, I would, I'm telling you, I would put up, like, I would put up, like, anything. I, I don't know, like, I, I'd bet my wedding ring that, like, <laughs> like, I would bet my wedding ring that, like, Trump got about at least 250,000 votes, like, from this song alone. I mean, it must have. I mean, it was just so big. They were the greatest votes. They were, those, those votes, that's right, those were the greatest <laughs> votes. Uh, you can't always say that one vote is better than another vote, but a lot of people say that these 250,000 votes were the, they might be the greatest votes oh, ever, ever Dying. given. This is a great way to end All of America, they were the greatest votes ever written because this is amazing. And we're going to go do this. And then we're going to have, so we're going to cut around on this. And so this is, this is Alex Jones put to a folk song. And I'm telling you, if this doesn't stick in your head, at, at this, those times, 2016 compared to what we're doing now. Okay. So listen, while we are podcasting, the wheels are coming off the world and like the whole thing is getting ready to burn. We're riding like, on the rims like a man, like a LA street chase. No doubt, man. And you can look back to 2016 and these things were so innocent back then compared to today. You know what? Why don't we have Alex Jones take us out? Alex, all right, little man, I'm telling you. Without further ado. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you next time. Tom and Steve, here we are. Alex, take us out. The paradigm of absolute control. And that's why we're just out here doing simple things, pointing out that we're meant to be in nature and be natural. And this is where we find the source that God made to transcend the new world order. And that's why they want to try to keep us out of it. I'm angry. I've had enough of these people. Little bones of Christian murderers gone. They're on giant death factories keeping babies alive. And selling their body parts. What more do you need to know about these people? I go out and face these scones. They literally crawl out from under rocks. They have green looking skin and they run around screaming, We love Satan, we wanna eat babies. I have them on video. Hillary's in the creepy, weird, sick stuff, man. She sleeps in the same room with that creepy weirdo woman whose mother wears a hood over her head. That woman number one is ugly. Imagine how bad she smells, man. I'm told her and Obama just stink. Obama and Hillary both smell like sulfur. Close to that evil and I feel it go Ah, ah, ah We're such self-centered crap We don't even notice And it's self rising up against us Millions of pointed people Of the very worst type And I'm so pissed We're gonna steal your daughter at the mall Stab you with a butcher knife